You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sue Sparky Fiber, twelve fifty AM. The fan in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our guy, Bucks super fan, Nathan Marzian. Was he put in a friend zone this week? Let's find out. Nathan, how how are we doing? Were you put in a friend zone again this week by a girl, or has everything been okay? Everything's been okay. I didn't I didn't put myself in a position to be friend zoned either. So, oh okay. Uh, you know they say you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yes, and I I say. You also miss zero percent of the shots you don't take. You never would have drafted Giannis had uh, John Hammond not taken a shot, though. That is true. That, that is true. That is true. I will say this: I give Nathan Marzian crap all the time because it's fun, uh, but I will give him a pat on the back, and uh, I'm proud of you, Nathan Marzian, because I saw your random tweet the other day, and there was no reason or meaning behind it. You just did it, <laughs> and it was like a mental health tweet. Like, don't know who needs to hear this, or whatever the case may be. You might be going through some stuff. Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to work itself out or something along those lines. I didn't save it. Uh, but I saw it. I was like, dude, that's awesome, man. I mean, there's not a lot of people that randomly just send that type of stuff out and, and have that much thought in it, especially at your age because you're younger, to be thinking that big picture. That that was a, that was a big-time tweet, Mars. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, mental health is just something that I take very seriously. It's stuff I go through stuff, and I just – I know – what I would like to hear, you know, being in this position and it's like, I'm going to do that for other people and try to help other people. But yeah, hundred percent, like mental health, such a huge thing and something that I could spend, you know, we could do a whole podcast on mental health, but um, yeah, always take that stuff seriously. All right. Let's talk about uh, the bucks games uh, from the last, well, last three bucks games, I guess since the last time we talked also going to get into some of the turnover issues that the bucks have had this year. Got some tweets. I put out a question uh, over the weekend and got some response on that. We'll do that. Get into red hot Drew Holiday uh, and dive into whether or not that can be maintained or what our expectations going forward for Drew. Uh, and if we have time, and if we don't have time, we'll get to the next podcast. This beautiful graphic uh, that Valley Sports Wisconsin put up with uh, the big three for the Bucks: Middleton, Holiday, Giannis, and their production with and without them, and and so forth. I, I thought was really well done. So we'll get into that graphic if we have time. Otherwise, it'll be on the next podcast. Uh, also a new feature we're going to be starting here on green and growing. Normally we record on Thursdays, um, and we'll record, uh, on Thursday this week as well. I uh, usually record at five 15 on Thursdays. We're going to do a mailbag segment, uh, starting on Thursdays, every single Thursday. We'll answer your questions, I guess, in this instance on Twitter, right? Would that be the best way to do it? Marzian? Yes, uh, yeah. right. So you can either tweet at Nathan Marzian, uh, your questions, or if you don't want to be public DM Nathan Marzian or myself at Sparky radio or tweet us. Um, and we'll get in as many questions as we can on the Thursday podcast. So every Thursday, we'll take your questions off of Twitter 
uh, and answer them. And then it'll be in that podcast uh, that week. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So the Bucs, uh, last we left off, had just one at Miami, 108-102. They come back uh, on Friday night. They lose 111-95. Then they come home against the Pacers a couple days later. They win 132-119. Uh, to uh, And everybody enjoying their Wendy's Frosties after that Bucks win. I had mine uh, as well. Uh, and then the Bucs uh, take on the Raptors uh, back at Pfizer Forum uh, the day after that, back-to-back. Uh, and they win 130 to 122 and now uh finally uh, some days of rest here to hopefully get Giannis back on the floor Giannis missed what four games uh in a row here so three of the four games he's missed we just kind of went over were you surprised at all that they weren't able to figure out that game uh on Friday night uh, in Miami against the Heat I can't say that I necessarily was all that surprised they lost that game your thoughts no I mean Going into any game when you don't have Giannis and Chris and like it's on the road and everything, you just you're naturally going to kind of okay, we're probably going to lose this. It would have been nice they had that you know they had two straight against the Heat. It would have been nice to get one. It would have been nice to um, have you know Drew go off. He didn't play super well in that those two games. Would have been nice to see them win a game, but um, these two last two games definitely made up for it. And both of these last two, it's like they at halftime you were not feeling too good. I mean they struggled the first half against the Pacers and it was mainly the second quarter and the same thing against the Raptors with the second quarter. They allowed a ton of points. They allowed another player on the other team to just go off on them. Um, for the Pacers, it was TJ McConnell who had a Can't career high. Can't stand that dude, by the way. Career- uh, not, not a fan. Never liked him. Didn't like him in college. Don't like him now. Never have liked him. There's no reason for me not to like him, uh, but I've just, I've never liked TJ McConnell. He's a pain. I feel like in the Bucks side, but that's just my observation. Yeah, he had a I mean he had a career high in the first half and he had 25 at half and it just they had just lost, you know, a couple straight against the Heat and you were just like this team, you know, people were kind of freaking out a little bit on on Twitter at halftime of that game. And it was just awesome to see them completely come out and turn it around. They got red hot from 3. Drew was awesome in the second half of that game. They held the Pacers after they gave up like 76 in the first half. I think they gave up 46 the rest of the Jordan game. Jordan Wara did something in that game too. Don't forget. That was yeah. a big highlight of that game. Wara stepped up. Hill stepped up. Um, so it was just the, the team kind of rallied together a little bit and just was able to to come away with a win. And the Pacers without Halliburton are not a good team. It's not like that was some super impressive win. But the way it happened, I was like, okay, like this is a nice win to get. Like that you didn't think you were going to get at halftime and it looked like it was going to be just – another double digit loss where the defense sucks and you don't have enough offense without, you know, your main guys. And it was just like, okay, this is a nice little, little vibe turn, you know, changing things. And then last night, that game, again, very, very similar. The Bucks started out well in the first quarter and then they, you know, were really bad in the second quarter, went into halftime with a deficit. Van Vliet and Gary Trent had both had huge halves. gave up 74, 76, whatever it was. And once again, you're kind of like, dang, like, just doesn't seem like, you know, it looks like it's going to be a game where they give up 135 and they lose. And second half, they turn it on. They allowed, I think they only allowed 48 points in the second half. Drew was incredible, put up 37 after having 35 the night before. And even with Brooke getting ejected late, you know, they're able to, to get the win. And Grayson stepped up huge in the third quarter. Like they, it's just a, it's awesome to see these guys able to step up without, the the big three there at least in stretches and the the shooting has been absolutely red hot they were 23 for 46 which is absurd against the pacers on monday and tuesday they were i think it's 19 of 39 like absurd numbers i mean those are they're basically shooting 50 percent from three 
uh, these last couple of games. And I think 42% over the last like eight games, which is among the tops in the league. So they've gotten red hot. And now it looks like, you know, they get some rest and it looks like Giannis and Chris are close to returning. Everything's kind of seeming to come together. Ingles was awesome last night. It just yep. feels like things are kind of gelling together finally. Running his mouth, jawing like always. Uh, can we talk about the the Brooke Lopez ejection, please? Because first of all, like when it happened, I was like, oh, he must have got an elbow thrown at him or got popped in the face or something to kind of trigger what kind of went down. And it wasn't much of anything. He was hugging him, whatever the case was. But then you see the replay. Dude, he popped his headband off of the opposing player. Well, what the hell did you think was going to happen when you did that? Like you pop somebody's headband off of another player. That dude's going to turn around and shove you or push you or whatever. That's a punk move by Brooke Lopez. That's what initiated the whole thing. And what cracks me up is like you, you watch Brooke Lopez after the game and he's all acting like he's innocent in this whole thing. He started it. Like, at the end of the day, he was the instigator in this deal. I'm not saying he deserved to be ejected for it. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is he instigated the whole thing, and it was his fault for starting the whole thing. Now, again, I think that was uh, over the top for the ejection. Like, once he would have been sufficient, and we could have moved on with the rest of the game. I thought that was a little much, but he was definitely the guy that started that. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, I think he knows that. He's just saying, I think he was kind of saying he doesn't agree with the ejection, because that's how most of us were feeling. Like, yes, it's a technical he instigated it. He didn't need to do that, whatever. I mean, it's funny because it's Brooke Lopez and like yes. that usually doesn't happen. And it was just like a funny thing. And I know in the post game, he was kind of being sarcastic, half joking and stuff. But like I was more, yeah, I was more like, okay, obviously it's going to be a technical, like something's coming from that. Um, but I just didn't agree with the ejection. Like how does he get two technicals and the Gary Trent gets nothing. And it's just like, I don't know. That seemed kind of weird to me. I'm old enough to remember the Bucks drafting and trading Gary Trent's junior's dad. Uh, back in the day, that's how old I am. All right, so there you go. That's a recap of Bucks Heat, Bucks Pacers, uh, and Bucks Raptors. Again, we'll get more into Drew Holiday uh, coming up in just a little bit here. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why are the Bucks having turnover issues uh, this year? Nice and simple. Uh, and I tweeted this out uh, the other night. I think it was uh, when they were playing the Pacers. And some of the responses uh, I got back 
Uh, new, no true point uh, handling the ball. Uh, that came from Tom. Jack said this is a feeling, but Bud seems to not push growth this year. He likes to play his veterans over Bochamp uh, because Bud is comfortable. That applies to coaching ball handling too, not coaching new things, sticking to the old ways. That comes from Jack. Uh, Trevor says Grace and Allen tries to go behind the back to make a pass turnover, which leads to a buddy healed three. Bobby Portis tries throwing a pass through multiple pacers. Turnover leads to a buddy healed three. And sometimes, and I, I, don't, I don't think this is a Bucks issue. I think this is a league issue. Um, just maybe a basketball thing. Guys try to get too fancy, right? They try to make the highlight pass um, in order to get it to somebody. And a lot of times they don't have to make the highlight pass, uh, but they try to make that fancy pass for whatever the reason. Uh, and it doesn't work for them. To be honest with you, my answer to this question is simple. They're sleepwalking. They're just trying to get through the regular season. They're just waiting for the playoffs to start. Like if we get to the playoffs and they've got, you know, 18, 20 turnovers a game in the playoffs, well, a, they're probably going to lose. Uh, and B, then yes, then this wasn't a mirage. There's a part of me that really thinks that a majority of this team is just waiting for the playoffs. They're each individually trying to work on their games, work on weaknesses, trying to get to where they have to go and go from there. And that's why you have, you know, Boone Holes are talking about, well, you know, uh, we got to compete night in and night out, and it's an NBA game and so forth. He knows what's going on. He knows that this team realizes that this is a team capable of winning another NBA title. He, They know how good they're going to be when everybody is healthy and on the same page. They're not freaking out. They're not worried. They're just going through the motions. And if you go back and look at since he said that, you've seen the intensity pick up a little bit with this team, and they're playing a little bit harder. They're not playing at playoff intensity by any stretch of the imagination. But they'll get there, and this uh, this whole thing is going to work out. I think that's part of the reason you have turnovers. These guys are just kind of going through the motions uh, and doing their thing, and when it counts, they'll be there. That that's that's my belief. Maybe I'll be wrong. I do one hundred percent believe that that's definitely part of it. Is they are not as like they're just not as locked in, and that, that's normal. You know, it's the regular season. They know these games aren't as important. They know it's a long season. You're going to be a little bit more careless with the ball and make some dumb mistakes and whatever. Um, I think, I, I mean, I, I hate to sound like Chris is going to solve everything and Chris isn't necessarily good at training, the, not good at taking care of the ball, but Chris will help this because of, it'll take the ball out of the hands of a Grayson more and out of the hands of these guys like Pat Connaughton trying to drive more where, you know, again, I'm not saying that Chris won't turn the ball over some, like he's had his fair share of careless turnovers, oh, yeah. but if you can, you know, again, right now, when you have these injuries and stuff, it's like, Okay, it's either Giannis driving, maybe Drew driving, and then you know all these other guys can't really drive. Like they're not meant to do that. And if they are doing it, it's going to result in turnovers. And if Giannis is has even more attention on him, it's going to result in Giannis turnovers. And he's had more turnovers than usual this year. Like Chris coming back should just take the pressure off of everyone a little bit and help this get from you know bad back to like average or back to whatever. I'm not saying he's going to complete. It's not. It, they need to be better with it, but I just think the Chris thing, like just his offense and his ability to just get the ball at the perimeter and make a play and um, go get a bucket. Like they don't have that right now. They seem to be forcing that stuff sometimes and trying to do things, you know, do more than you're capable of. And that leads to turnovers. And I just think that that's something that um, he'll help with. And it's just overall too. I think they could run more actual offense. Like bud, sometimes when Giannis is in there, it's like, okay, Giannis here at the top of the key. Now yep. go drive into defenders and try so to do true. something that's going to result in more turnovers. So yeah. 
I mean, we wanted to see them be more like, okay, use them in the pick and roll and get the ball moving and like run more action and try to generate good looks instead of kind of just driving into the teeth of the defense and doing stuff based on that. Like that's going to sometimes not go well. And that's when, you know, when Giannis has a league high usage rate, as he did for most of the season, he's going to have more turnovers probably. So I, that's, that's part of it too. It's kind of a combination of a lot of things, but hopefully Chris can get it back to down a little bit. I'm interested to see what it looks like when you have Drew, Ingles, Middleton, Giannis, and Lopez all on the floor together. Because I think you're going to see some of that, especially at end of games, where you're going to have that guy in Joe Ingles, who's a really good passer uh, and able to create a little bit for others, or the ability to sit out there and hit a, a corner three if Middleton gets to the rim or Drew Holiday. I think that really is going to add a little something and I want to see how they mesh because we haven't really seen those guys play together yet. And that is going to take some time. That chemistry is going to have to build, but is going to have to focus on making sure that these guys are out there together for stretches of time. Not that they both, you know, that all four of them have to play 30 minutes a night together. I'm not saying that, but let them play six, seven minute stretches in a game together uh, and try and figure out their chemistry with those five guys on the floor, because I think that could be instrumental come playoff time, Nate. Yeah, for sure. And I think Ingles will help this a lot too, because he's finally someone that can like reliably and consistently make entry passes and make pick yep. and roll yeah. passes, because we've seen it that these guys really struggle sometimes to just get the ball to Giannis when he does, you know, when they finally do use him as a screener and he's rolling to the rim. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's just these like guys like Pat or Grayson are a little bit too small and it's harder for them to get the pass around. And it's like, they're, it's not their game. They're not pick and roll players. And it's just been really frustrating. Cause you're like, man, I just, it'd be nice to have someone that is, you know, this is what they do is they are able to get the ball consistently to Giannis and make smart passes and not turn the ball over in those situations. And Ingles finally is like the first guy we've had in a while that can consistently do that. And that's like his game. So he should help with that too. If he's the one running those pick and rolls with Giannis compared to our normal, you know, guys in the bench on the or guys on the bench in the past. So that's something that should help as well. All right, let's move on to uh the next topic here. Or what to make from the great play of Bucks point guard Drew Holiday at 35 against the Pacers came back last night uh with another season high last night. He has been playing uh, and by the way, last night uh would be Tuesday night as we were recording this on Wednesday. Normally we record on Tuesdays, but the Bucks played on Tuesday and so forth. I had a sick baby at home, so we pushed it back to Wednesday. I apologize. Um, but uh he's been playing really well. Now, to me, 35, okay, that's nice. I don't really care about that, to be honest with you. That that doesn't do anything for me because the reality of the situation is when Giannis and Milton come back, he's not getting that many shots, he's not gonna be as aggressive offensively. And he's going to go back to being what we know Drew to be, right? To me, it's what he's been able to kind of figure out and come along with. His ability in fourth quarters to kind of go be that guy right now is big, man. Like, And I, I don't know if that goes on and goes off and goes on and goes off throughout the course of the year. Some guys just have it. I don't think feel like we've really seen it consistently from Holiday. But if he can consistently kind of be that guy in fourth quarters, that takes a lot of pressure off of Middleton uh, and even Giannis to a degree where it's on them to do it. If he can provide some of that punch, the problem is going to be they have to encourage him to go be that guy in the fourth quarter and not take it upon themselves all the time. Right. And that's where like when Bledsoe was here, it was always my issue. 
you you get to a point where you're standing around watching those two guys do their thing, and then you become disengaged on the offensive end, and then you're not as uh, much of a use as you should be on the offensive end. And for me, that's going to come back to Giannis and Milton encouraging to still be aggressive offensively. Yes, we're out here, but you still need to go be that guy, especially on nights when you're feeling it. Don't worry about us. We'll figure it out. You go be that guy. It's going to have to come from them, I think, to him in order to get this version to play like this throughout the rest of the season or into the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the point totals aren't going to be like this, especially in the playoffs. It's, you can't expect that from Drew with what he's going to be doing defensively. He's going to be locking down that on that end, you know, guarding some really good players. It's going to take some energy off of him. And that's going to not help his offense, which is okay. Again, that's something that <clears throat> it doesn't make him a, a bad player. Doesn't, there's nothing wrong with that. There's only a few guys in this league that, I mean, there's a reason there's only a few guys that can play both sides very, very well. Like Giannis is one of the extremely yep. few that is amazing on both ends because, to, you know, playing that hard on defense takes things up from your offense. Playing that hard on offense takes from your defense. Usually it's hard to be good at both. And so, yeah, Drew's one of those guys. He's going to get to the playoffs. He's going to be more inconsistent. He's going to have some bad shooting nights. He's going to at times look, you know, it's going to be like, oh, you know, Drew can't really finish. And he just his legs are are gone and he can't he's not able to do as much. But the thing is, he's always going to give you great defense. And he's always going to give you a good assist-to-turnover ratio, which we saw in the playoffs the last couple of years. It's like even when his shot is off, he's still being a net positive because, like, by a long shot because everything else he does is pretty valuable. You know, he's still getting, it seems like every game, seven assists, one turnover, eight assists, two turnovers, nine assists, one turnover. It's like he's always doing that, and then he's giving you the excellent defense. When the shot is there, he's a fantastic, fantastic player. Now, you know, the, the fourth quarter stuff, honestly, I think that has been going on for a long time because ever since he got here, I mean, I think back to game seven in Brooklyn being there and like he was two for 19 with, I remember that. Three, with three minutes left in the game. He's two for 19. And I'm thinking, holy crap, this guy is going to get so much heat in the offseason. We're going to be sitting here talking about, you know, he was no better than Bledsoe yep. and blah, blah, blah. And he hits three straight huge shots. We end up winning the game and it's like he just turns it on and. I mean, we've seen it enough from him that I I have full confidence in him come, you know, end of the game, those big st- those big uh, step-back threes he shoots. I feel like no matter – if he could be 0 for 20 and he shoots a step-back three with two minutes left in a close game, I think it's going in. And so, as you said, it's going to kind of come – it's going to be up to them to kind of, you know, give him that confidence, green light of – and not that he didn't – I don't think Drew's the type of guy to to not – feel like he has the green light. Like, I think he is confident doing that, but it's going to be up to Bud to like put the ball in his hands more. If, cause we know Giannis isn't the type of player to, you know, give the ball in the perimeter in the clutch and say, go get a shot. Like if we know he's the best player. That doesn't mean he needs to be the guy getting the last shot all the time. Give it to Chris, give it to drew. And you know, they're your best perimeter shot creators. Let them, let them do something. So I just, again, I, I mean, I said this yesterday, I was like, you have to temper your expectations. You can't expect this to continue and be what we see later on. Like we're not going to get this consistently in the playoffs. He's not going to be putting up 28, 30 points a game or anything like that, but he'll put up 20. He can still at any point he can give you 30. We, you know, there's no, at any point he can give you a 30 point game and he's going to give you awesome playmaking and great defense and still be super, super, super valuable. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Follow Nathan Marzian on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. In a weird way, do you think Middleton being out for as much as Middleton has been out this year, in a weird way, has helped this basketball team as far as a growth of different players, figuring out how to play? Because Giannis hasn't been there for, for a bunch this year. Drew Holiday hasn't been there for a bunch this year. I mean, they've really missed a bunch of games all three of them just individually uh, on top of, you know, playing together. They've all missed a bunch of games. Grayson Allen, I think, is starting to play better. You know, I mean, he had a couple of threes uh, last night. You feel a little bit about better about that. He had a couple of three in the Pacers game. I think it was like three of seven or something like that from three. He had like 17 um, and, and played better last night uh, as well. And I get he can still be frustrating. I'm not saying he can't be. Uh, but as you point out, Marzian, if he's hitting threes, you feel better about him being out there versus if he's not, and then he just becomes a, a nuisance at that point. But I feel like the the growth that they can possibly get from this, there's actually something there where you can work on your game and get better in different areas without having to worry about getting Drew his shot or making sure Milton gets his shots, or making sure Giannis gets his shots. In a weird way, I think it's like it's kind of helped this team a little bit maybe when we get farther down into the season. If somebody gets in foul trouble or if somebody leaves with a high ankle sprain, Nobody's going to panic because they've been playing without these guys one way or the other a majority of the season. I definitely think that's a good way to look at it. And I mean, obviously, you know, you want your guys healthy. You want to see what they're like together and everything. But in the end, these games pre-January, pre-March, or basically pre-March, they don't mean all that much. So it's like it maybe is better to kind of give these guys a little bit of a, a stretch on their own and, um, you know, see what they – number one, you see what they can do. And number two, like you said, if you are in a position later where these guys do have to play a game like this, where and hopefully they don't, and hopefully they're you know that doesn't happen. But if they are in a position where they have to play a stretch or a game without one or two of those guys, like that's yeah, like you said, that's nothing new to them. That's not something that they're you know not used to. And I mean, the bottom line is it, it may it's made things tough on pretty much all those guys because again, they've had to do a little bit more than they're accustomed to. But as you said, that's kind of the that that's how you grow is you kind of get put in these positions where you're a little bit uncomfortable. You're a little bit, you know, you have to kind of be a step up of what you usually are. And it hasn't been pretty at plenty of times this year. Like it there, most of the time it has not been that good, but it's still an opportunity for growth and something that could come in handy down the line. Again, hopefully we don't have to go through that. Like hopefully things kind of just stay, they stay pretty healthy and um, the big three is kind of just there, but it can't really hurt. That's for sure. The other thing that everybody's talking about, and we're a good month away here from this trade deadline, but everybody wants to talk about, you know, trade deadline and what the Bucks should do. I had one dude uh, tweet me the other day about a Bucks Kings trade, uh, and it involved Milton going to Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox coming back this way, and he's like, "Who says no?" My response was, "Well, the Kings. A, De'Aaron Fox is the face of that franchise. 
B. Middleton is essentially on an expiring with an opt-out. So unless they're confident they can sign Middleton, um, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that goes that way. Um, Darren Fox, another guy that's big in the fourth quarter, would be able to play off the ball a little bit. But again, now, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like that one way or the other. I, my response to all Bucks fans is this. They're going to do something. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but those of you that are freaking out, worried that this is what they're going to roll with, Nathan Marzian, they're going to do something. It may be a defender, like you say, maybe a score like I want, but they're not going to go through this and not add to this roster. I don't believe John Horse is going to let this not try to get better at the deadline as they make the run for the playoffs. Yeah, and they, they've given us nothing to believe that. They've always tried to get, you know, they've made moves at the deadline or in the middle of the season, whether it be through trades or through signing guys. Like, they've always tried to improve their roster, change things up a little bit, you know, without touching the core. They just take those you know pieces at the end and kind of change them up and see what works. They've always been like that. You know, getting PJ was, in, like, that was huge in 2021. They wouldn't have won the title without that, probably. I mean, I, and so they've always shown that they do that stuff. Like, this isn't, you know, you understand the people like people's concern with that when it's like the Packers, because that's how the Packers always are at the deadline. Like they're not going to do anything. They're going to be in the conversation, but they're not going to actually make any moves. And the, the Bucks have not been like that. The Bucks are. I'm very confident that, you know, a, a combination of Grayson, Wara, Hill and the second round pick, something there gets traded and moved for, you know, some player. And I, it doesn't have to be some huge move. And I don't think, you know, people. Some people want it to be a huge move. I don't believe it needs to be. I'm not at all trying to trade Middleton or anything like that. Like some people are, like you what said. About, what about Bochamp? I'm. It's a. It had. They have to get something nice for it. But I'm I got a soft spot on that one with Nathan. He took. He took a gasp like Bochamp. Oh, you don't really well, want to trade Bochamp, do you? You really would like to hold on to him. It's funny because I'm not even the. I'm not the biggest Bochamp fan at all. Like I, when they drafted him, I didn't love the pick. I have just been skeptical about his offensive game and like everything. And, you know, but he's young, I think in a, you know, cause I always didn't like the pick because I was like, I don't think he can be super good in year one. I don't think he can be a guy, right. you know, whatever. But I was like, he could be good in a few years. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get rid of him for like, if we're getting rid of him, it has to be for either someone that, you know, can help us for years or someone that's going to help us a ton this year and really puts you over the edge potentially like i'm not getting rid of bochamp just because oh we can make a small upgrade like like that to me is not worth it but um i don't know i i he's not untouchable for me some people on twitter are acting like there's no way we should trade him ever there's I don't no with, reason he should be untouchable none yeah i i don't agree with that like i'm just like he's played nice he's a good piece he's he's valuable right now but i mean there's i i don't want to sound negative there's also a chance that he, you know, he doesn't end up to be much at all. Right. And you end up saying, man, we could have traded him in year one when he actually looked, yep. you know, he was young and looked good and everything. And you could have convinced teams that he's really good and trade him for someone really good right now. And in, you know, a year or two, you're left saying, oh, wow, he ends up being nothing and, you know, whatever. I'm hopefully that doesn't happen. And I don't, I don't expect that to happen. But again, there's a, uh, there's no reason he should be untouchable right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one last one on the way out. So Marzian is, is headed to the Marquette game. Uh, tonight, Wednesday night, eight o'clock tip. Uh, so he's got to get going here. But I don't believe you and I have ever had this conversation on the air or off the air. And I'm going to put you on the spot. And I want an answer. I don't want fence sitting, 
I like both. Nah, nah, nah. No, I want an answer. Which atmosphere do you prefer, Marquette or Pfizer Forum Bucks? Uh, no fence sitting. Pick. But 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 is this regular season for both? Because regular that's... season for both, right? I'm not talking NCAA tournament, Marquette or Big East tournament. Well, there's nobody at the Big East tournament. But either way, no regular season. Honestly, I'm gonna go Bucks still. I when we were in the student section, I would have probably said Marquette, but I'm not in the student section anymore. Right. I don't. It. I'm up top, and it doesn't get the same atmosphere. I'm going Bucks still. Those Bucks games have been the ones I've been at have been still pretty loud. Actually, like it seems like you go to a game on a weekend or something, it's pretty juice. I need to get to a Marquette game this year. I've not been to a Marquette game in a while. Um, and they're honoring tonight when you're going uh, the, the Final Four team, right? Wade is there. Tom yep. Green is there. The whole final, well, majority of the Final Four team, I think, is going to be there. I went to games that year. And I'm telling you what, that place was off the hook. Like every seat in the upper deck was sold out at the Bradley Center. It was insanity because everybody's coming to watch Wade. But then you also had the young kids and Novak and Dino were super young. I think they were freshmen. They were all balling. You get Rob Jackson, the transfer. That team was really, really uh, a good basketball team. And uh, yeah, it's obviously a big night for you all to go go watch that. But back in the day, man, that place was hopping. On TV, Marquette looks like it's a pretty good atmosphere. I've been to Badger basketball games with all due respect. I, I don't think that's a great atmosphere. I, I've been to multiple at the Cole Center, and I, I'm not a big fan of it. Now, you talk to Badger fans, oh, that's nothing better. Okay, Camp Randall, yes, I agree. Camp Randall is awesome. It's a party. I love it. The The Badger basketball games, again, I haven't been in a few years, but when I, when I used to go, it, it wasn't all that. Yeah, Marquette's got to wait. I mean, I obviously hate Wisconsin, love Marquette, but I don't think it's crazy at all to say Marquette's atmosphere is far better um, you know, when I pick the Bucks over Marquette, it's more because like, honestly, there's just a lot more fans there when the Bucks are there than Marquette. Like it's hard to fill that place up for Marquette games. Cause it's it will NBA eventually arena. Shaka will eventually fill yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. And, and they're really, if you don't know, Marquette is a <laughs> very good basketball team right now. Like I'm, they're like 13th in Ken Palm right now. I'm very excited because they're just, they're back to being like, I, I think they're, they're a four seed in the bracketology right now, and I'm extremely excited. I have visions of Iguodaro in a Bucks uniform. That that's what yes. I have visions of. I want him to be the the next replacement for Brooke Lopez. That's that's who I want. The dude block shots. The dude's a great passer. He 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 knows how to play the game. He's he's gotten so much better from last year. I liked him last year, but he's taking a whole nother step this year as far as his quality of play goes. It, it's it's really good. Uh, okay, so that'll do it. Nathan's off to the Marquette game. Uh, and we're going to do a mailbag again every Thursday. So make sure to send us your tweets uh, on Thursdays or Wednesday nights, whatever. Send us your tweets. And then on Thursdays, we'll pick some tweets and uh, we'll give you answers. It can be, do you want to open it up to anything or does it have to be Bucks related? Um, It can be anything. Okay. So there you go. Now, again, I'm going to preface it. I can't get me talking about our station. Like, oh, I can't believe they, they did what they did. La, la. I'm not talking about that. So you can forget that. But otherwise, you, you we can open it up for whatever. If you want to ask Marzian questions about uh, something other than the Bucks, if you're a Marquette fan, you want to hear Mar Marzian's take on Marquette, then fine. Ask him a Marquette question. It doesn't really matter to me. So the mailbag will be every Thursday night. He'll pick some tweets. I'll pick some tweets, and uh, we'll give you some answers. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian, at Sparky Radio for me, or 1250 AM, the fan. Uh, have a good rest of your day, everybody. Toodles. <laughs>